add a bit of sunshine to your home with Easy Living Furniture's Garden Furniture Sale with stunning dining sets, cracking egg chairs and relaxing sun loungers that are in stock and ready for delivery there really is something for everyone and with an extra 10% off sale prices and free delivery over 399 now really is the time to let your garden shine Garden Sale now on Visit Easy Living Furniture Don't miss out Find your local store online at easylivingfurniture.ie This is an Irish independent podcast. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry. I say it all the time here in the podcast, but having the right information and the knowledge can be a game changer when it comes to your health. So when it comes to where your health is at, what do you actually need to know? Where do you go and what are you looking for? This week, I'm delighted to be joined by Dr. Brian Higgins, GP and Managing Partner at Galway Primary Care. He knows everything you need to know about getting the NCT for your health and he's going to give us all his top tips. Dr. Brian Higgins, welcome back to the show. How's it going? Well, great to be back. Thanks for thanks for having me on. Listen, no better man, no better man. Uh, we'll get stuck straight into it. Why are screenings so important? We talk about it time and time again. People hear it time and time again, but sometimes they don't heed the advice. Why is it so important to get the screenings done? Well, what a screening program is, is it's assessing people who are not a, a symptomatic. It's about assessing people who are well to do certain checks that are appropriate for their age or demographic to try identify illness at an early stage in that illness, so we can apply a life change or a treatment to try prevent that disease from establishing and affecting that person's quality of life. And we have certain like national screening programs which are which have saved countless lives, the cervical cancer screening program, our breast screening program, and our bowel cancer screening programs. And they're very structured. But then a lot of people will come to me for a health check, and sometimes they don't know what's needed or what they should get done um, or even if they should get a checkup in the first place. So I thought it might be a good opportunity to try to give some people advice for these health checks about what is helpful at what stage of their lives. Okay, so you're, you're not waiting until like, you know, you've got a bad back like I have at the moment or, uh, you know, a certain ailment that you think I, I should really go to the GP and get this checked out. You're going in just for a general MOT, even when you're feeling pretty good about your health. Exactly. It's just and a lot of the times people will come to me like we do a, a, what we call an executive health screening program where we do um, an online questionnaire looking at things like that. Like, how's your back? What's your musculoskeletal system? Do you have any aches or pains? Have you any lumps or bumps? How's your urinary tract working? Any change in your bowels, weight loss? We do a lot of mental health screening for stress and anxiety and depression and family history for things like celiac disease or hemochromatosis and even heart disease that'll help guide us on what tests we can do for people. And those checks can then be tailored for what that person needs. So for maybe um, men over 70 or women over 65, we can do a bone density scan. Or for people with a family history of hemochromatosis or celiac disease, we can do specialized tests to, to try identify those before the illness becomes apparent. Okay, so it's basically about being informed, really, is what it's about before anything kind of, uh, presents itself. You're trying to catch it early, so the preventative component is crucial. And just giving an informed review of your body, your health, uh, and where it's currently at. Exactly. And I do think 
that it is important to I, I always say numbers are only numbers and how you feel and being in touch with how you feel like that is my back a bit sore. Well, actually, you know, after a day's work, I have this ache in my lower back. Well, that's your back telling you, hey, there's a problem here and you should listen to it. And I think taking these screenings like you can look at them and just doing a list of tests for somebody they tick boxes you give them a form or you send them off or what you can do is which is what I do is I take this as an opportunity for health education because health literacy and people understanding what illness versus normal is or what a good diet or an adequate amount of exercise or how to manage um weight and injury um, we make the assumption a lot of the time that people just know how to deal with these things and the truth is there's many of us who just don't know how to tackle our health issues and when it's when you're going for a health check with your doctor or if you're coming for some form of nct it's so important that the often the most um how to say valuable part of that check is the education you get around the findings from your examination or your blood tests or any investigations you might have done and what are you seeing on the ground like this is something that you do are there any common things that are coming up like from an educational perspective time and time again that you find yourself constantly kind of informing people about or guiding people about um one of the services we provide is uh uh, body composition scanning oh yeah we use, yeah uh, yeah so we use a, a dexa scanner and it looks at somebody's uh lean mass their fat mass and their visceral adipose tissue because when it comes to weight and bmi like that's very very helpful on a population scale mm -hmm. but just because you have a normal bmi doesn't mean that you actually have a healthy body composition and as well just because you're overweight doesn't mean you have an unhealthy body yeah. composition so one of the things that I find is this condition called normal weight obesity, where people are relatively slim, but they've actually quite low muscle mass. And that's the reason that they're light and they might have quite a high body fat percentage. I'm going to might... use two words that I probably can't, I haven't allowed to use anymore, but however, it's basically that skinny fat uh, concept, yeah. isn't it? That yeah. you look very slim, but actually you've got low muscle mass and high body fat. Yeah, exactly. And I would always kind of I would always say to people, look, you're better off to be a little bit overweight and very fit than a normal weight and unfit. Mm -hmm. And I think we can get sometimes a bit obsessed by numbers on the scales without actually realizing what our makeup is. And that would be something that I find quite a lot is that people have uh, they're coming into me and they have these quite high visceral um, visceral fats where they have a lot of fat in and around their liver. And we do know over time that that increases the risk of cardiovascular disease and type 2 diabetes and can be an indicator of type two, uh, of insulin resistance. So we can see people who might be a normal weight, but have actually quite a lot of fatty tissue in around their liver and gut. And then we can tailor their diet and the dietary advice that we give them uh, to a diet that's maybe more appropriate for someone who might be insulin uh, resistant, which would be similar for a type 2 diabetic diet. And that can actually really reduce down those visceral fats. And the great thing about that is I I'm a big believer when you get people to realize what their body needs mm -hmm. from either an exercise or a dietary point of view, they just feel so much better when they actually do engage in that. Yeah, look, and it's a great message for people listening in. Like, you know, we time and time and time again hammer the, the point home that it's not about weight. Weight on its own is a very poor indicator, really. But your muscle mass and your body fat are two things that you really do need to know. And 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 where that, you know, where the, the fat is, is uh, proportioned is, is absolutely crucial, too. OK, let's start with those in their 20s then. So presumably you're in your 20s, you feel like you're invincible. You're not going to see that many people coming into looking for a health screen. Or do you? Maybe you do. I don't know. 
I, I would see I would see some people coming in for um, they're generally not asymptomatic. So they generally have something wrong. And a, a big thing is that people are fatigued. They're tired mm-hmm. um, and they might come in and want a blood test to look for anemia or hypothyroidism conditions that can cause fatigue and what we do is when we meet those guys we might go through just a lifestyle questionnaire I might just ask them like you know how's your diet how's your sleep how's your exercise do you like your job um how much time you do you like your your job okay that's, that's a good question I do. Well, I always say that your job should be a break from your life and your life should be a break from your job. And we spend too much time at work to do um, a job that we really don't enjoy. Now, that's not to say that jobs, you have to love every moment of your work. But I do think it is important when someone's in a long term employment Mm -hmm. that they don't dread going into that because that can be very, very demoralizing. And if you're doing that five days a week, um, 40 weeks, 46 weeks of the year, like that can have a really significant impact on your mental health. Yeah, it's a very broad approach, you know, approach to to your health and your wellness. But you spend so much time there that you have to make sure that you like it. Um, and in terms of kind of, yeah, the, my my question in the the learning curve for people when they come in, kind of that young, and do they do they listen to it or do they feel like it'll all just be fine or they will bounce back really quickly naturally? Well, I think what it's the amazing thing about being younger in your early twenties is you're generally made out of rubber and magic. So <laughs> it's an amazing time uh, to. Uh, do some interventions because you mm-hmm. can see for somebody who's not exercising um, and is not eating well, you can actually see very, very rapid changes in their physical composition and their overall well-being with with not enormous lifestyle changes. And personally, I'm not a big fan of enormous lifestyle changes because I think they're 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 generally um, not sustainable, mm-hmm. whereas it's trying to just identify little steps that people can take and keep taking them for a long time. Because when you meet somebody who's 20, you have 20 years until they're 40, until that cardiovascular risk factors start to really increase. So you have 20 years of, of opportunity to get this person as healthy as they can. So you don't necessarily need a rapid change. You just need to help put somebody on the right path. But regarding people listening, I suppose the people who are coming to me are generally um, a, a skewed group because they're already interested in their health of course, or they wouldn't yes. be making an appointment in the yeah. first place. So I do find if... Or do you ever get the, the partner coming in, you know, for, refer, that, that's been booked in by their partner? Oh, you know, you see my wife or you see my husband, you know, they get kind of, it's almost booked in and they're forced to go. Yeah, and I, I do see that. Um, it's not, the, probably not, 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 the, not the, it's a bit of a trope. Like it's probably not as common as people think. Okay. It's generally when that's the case, it's my partner has found something yes. on yeah, yeah. my back or, you know, they've noticed a lump somewhere um, and I never noticed it and I got sent in. And, and um, I, I've, I've always said, uh, you know, if this job has taught me anything, it's that wives and mammies are usually right. And um, so it's... <laughs> It's it's very important. How, how true is that, my friend? How true is yeah. that? Let's let's bring it to the forty cents. So the list begins to grow, presumably. Then, in terms of yeah. the health checks that you can do and what and what and, and the kind of stuff you're looking for. Yeah. And before we jump on, just with those the age of the the twenties, what I would say the big things that you don't want to miss are melanoma. So skin melanoma is an incredibly dangerous skin cancer. So if you do have a new mole or a changing mole, get that checked out. For men to do regular testicular exams, because 20s and 30s is when we see t- testicular cancer in men. And the only way to know is to check. So just to have a, an idea of what you're testing. And when men are checking, you're checking for a lump and a bump, are you? Yeah, 
you're just checking for something like a little stone on the edge on the on the side of the testicle or in the testicle um, and just something that doesn't feel right and the last thing is obviously is sexual health screening if you're sexually active with multiple partners um you know sexually transmitted infections are incredibly common and again the only way to know that you have them is to check because many patients up to 90 percent of patients don't have symptoms of those so again if you're if you're sexually active getting regular sexual health checks is so important and um, when we go to the 40s then what happens is the demographic slightly changes so we'd start that's when we start to build up plaques in our blood vessels so our for people who are at high risk of heart disease that's when we see heart disease to start to establish so we start to get blocked blood vessels and hypertension we start to see diabetes becoming more common and even skin conditions like rosacea all of these things tend to start to appear in the 30s and 40s and our blood tests still kind of the the, the the one of the the big initial tests that people will do they get a full blood done like i get mine done once a year just because a i'm slightly ott but b i like looking at the numbers and making sure that everything where it's at is that still very much the go-to one blood tests are a bit like an idea of what's going on so when we're looking at a person we're trying to look at that whole person and then the blood tests give us additional information about that person that we're looking at that they are incredibly helpful, but just because they're normal doesn't mean that it's there's not no a green light. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. a green light. Yeah, and you you do find that. Like for I remember when um the the step trackers came in, and there the and people said, well, you know, I've had my ten thousand steps, so I'm going to have my have a treat for <laughs> myself. Yeah. And you just have to be careful to say, look. Your bloods might be okay now, mm-hmm. but you've got a very strong family history of heart disease. So we still need to be very careful to make some lifestyle changes to make sure that this doesn't happen. But it's great that the bloods are normal, but it's not a free pass. Okay, great. In your 50s then, what are the different things that you're looking out for now when you're going in for tests? Um, again, I would always be looking for... Uh, in men and women, we have increasing rates of cancer when we come to our 40s and 50s. So for men, we start to ask, look, how are, you know, are you having any issues with erectile dysfunction? How are the waterworks? Are you still able to pass urine easily? Are you waking up a lot at night? And you can get an enormous enlargement of the prostate or you can start to develop prostate cancers in your 40s and 50s. So we begin to be more mindful of checking those and we don't worry about them as much when people are younger. Again, with women, we're reinforcing, OK, are you doing your regular breast checks? Have you found any lumps? And then are you you know, attending um, the breast screening services for breast cancer? Again, the risks then of cardiovascular disease, heart disease start to increase. Um, and again, we'll probably start to do blood pressure checks and blood tests maybe once a year, then from 40 or 50. And are there any topics that you find people are still a bit kind of embarrassed about, for want of a better word? Because we see it every now and again on the show, where, you know, we'll cover topics like you know, sexual health or whatever. And you just find Irish people as a society are generally a bit kind of funny about stuff like that. Are you seeing anything on the ground when people come in? Absolutely. So sexual dysfunction and bowel movements are the two things that people dread talking about. Okay. And it's actually one of the nicer things to talk about, which might sound strange, but it's something that people are so worried about. And by the time they've come to the doctor, they've thought so much about it. Oh, is this normal? Is it not normal? I'm going to talk to them. No, I'll I'll put the appointment next week. And it's often built up to such a big thing. But obviously we we do so many of these assessments every day that you know, when they talk to us and we're like, oh, yeah, that's 
Do you know, this is such a normal thing to talk about and it just takes the pressure out of the conversation. It's really nice because by the time they talk to you and they get it off their chest, they're so relieved that they have someone to talk about that it's actually a really nice um, thing to be able to help someone someone with. And also because people think that, oh, I'm starting to get a bit of sexual dysfunction. I'm just getting old. There's nothing I can do about it now. But actually, there is so much we can do to help people maintain normal sexual function as they age. Okay, so the, the, I suppose the important message there is that never be too embarrassed. Chances are your GP has heard everything at this stage, exactly. and you know, and uh, no matter what your age, you can still make changes and improve things uh, by having that conversation and by being proactive about your health and having that chat with a GP. Yeah, and like you can't turn back time. Like there's certain things that I could do when I was 25 that I I can't do now, and I'll. I mightn't ever be able to do but that's not to say that there's not a lot of things I can do to just optimize my wellness and well-being to be sure as I'm good as I can be for my age and for my you know genetic makeup um, so it's never too late to make positive lifestyle changes and the things the thing is is making the changes is one thing but actually when you maintain that change and start to feel the benefits of it and if you can simplify that and make sure that there are things that will make a significant difference to people. They tend to they tend to buy into it and uh, and keep doing it. And I think there is a momentum when it comes to health that when people start to do things for their health and genuinely start to feel better, they'll often just start to build on it and build on it and build on it. Whereas if you do too much or advise too much or make something unattainable from the start, people just get demotivated and they say, well, I tried that. It was really difficult and I didn't feel better. So nothing's going to work for me. So it's about just incremental changes to make sure that people are um, always going towards the the best version they can be. And of course, that's the beauty of an NCT really, isn't it? It provides the catalyst for change. And then when you come in the next year for your NCT or to get rechecked, you see the change in body composition or strength gains or cholesterol or whatever. And by doing that, that measurement component is what helps you to get healthier because you're checking it and improving it and then checking it again. And and seeing that difference is really why you should go for the health check in the first place because it'll help you to get motivated to make these changes. And and we have these, I, I, I love gadgets, like I love tech. So that's why we have a lot of these kind of cool, fancy machines on our premises. And they're they're nice and they give you lots of information and they're, they're great talking points for education. But that's not to underestimate the value of actually having a good relationship with your doctor. So mm-hmm. building up a relationship with a GP over five or 10 years and having a GP that just knows you and can look across call you in the waiting room not having seen you for a year and said god you know carl has lost a bit of weight there and he's looking a bit down you know i better ask him out ask him about that and check it out i don't think that should be underestimated so i will often have patients who come to me who just have never gone to see a doctor and they want to get this kind of very extensive health check tailored health check and that's brilliant but that's not to underestimate the value of just having good content- continuity of care with your own GP. Of course. If people want to uh, find you online, where can they find you? I know you do a lot of work on Instagram with a lot of content. So throw us your Instagram handle. Uh, it's it's very imaginative. It's Dr. Brian Higgins <laughs> at Instagram. Um, it's also the same on Twitter. And I have two um, websites. So one is Galway Primary Care, which is our GP practice. 
and we run a dermatology and aesthetic practice as well which is the Galway Skin Clinic Amazing Brian, fantastic to catch up with you mind yourself and I'll see you very very soon folks, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry Get yourself checked. That is the message from myself and the message from Brian. It's absolutely crucial for your health. So get yourself checked. It is really, really, really important. As ever, you know where we are at Carl Henry PT on Instagram, Real Health at Independent.ie. And we'll see you next week for more Real Health. It's long ago. Full.